Welcome back, everybody, to the Music Movies Podcast. I am your host, Ben Young, and joining me tonight, we got a special guest. It's Drew Keen. How are you doing? I'll tell you what, Ben, I'm picking up some good vibrations. Oh, <laughs> there he goes. There you he goes. You did see that one coming, did you? I was I going to show how I locked myself in my house for an hour and a half today, but instead, I flipped it. You flipped it. Picking flipped. up good good vibrations. I'm picking up good vibrations after walking around the city for an hour and a half. Well, hey, at least you're in a semi-fun city, I guess, right? Hey, I made it back. Right? You made it back. You made it back. You made it back. Guys, we're talking about the movie. A good one. I think it is a pretty good one. It's a bit long. We'll talk. We'll get into it. It's called Love and Mercy. It's about Brian Wilson Who's and he? the Beach Boys. He's, Who's they? He, well, arguably, if we want to talk about them now, you know, they're arguably one of, if not the best American band of all time. Brian Wilson, probably, he is one of the greatest songwriters of all time as well. Some would call him very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Some would. I would agree Some would with call them. call him Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, which I'm glad they said because I thought that I was the only one that said that. <laughs> and they say it in the movie, which makes you believe that I'm not nearly as cuckoo as Cocoa Puffs as some people think. Yeah, because he uh, he's definitely out there. He, he's one dp is out there but that does not make him not arguably one of the best songwriters of all time for sure man the beach imagine Boys have imagine the tunes. state of california as a musical tone and guess who came with that tone his name is brian wilson there you go honestly he if probably you probably Beach boys yeah message us at music <laughs> on instagram and We'll need to talk. Yeah, how haven't you? Where have you been? Where I mean, have you this, been? I mean, yeah. We'll get into it, but we'll this guy's a, a straight-up genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's start it off as we always do with a "Did you know?" Did you know? Um, this movie had a eighty-nine percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an eighty-five percent audience score. Which is also pretty high. Pretty high. Had a budget of $10 million. Okay. Not that much, honestly. It's actually not that much. How much do you yeah. think it made more or less at the box office? Oh, see, this is where I'm it's torn. I, I really want to say that it made more, but it probably didn't. Oh, it did, right? It did. It made $28.6 million. Now about triple, almost, almost triple, almost triple, almost triple. Not a bad turnout for a movie that I've never heard of until you texted. Yeah, I mean it's a very was it low in theaters. Was was it a big one? I, I I guess it was, but it is kind of like an indie production. I would think if it's only costing ten million dollars to make, they did get some big names in the movie though. Paul Dano. Absolutely. I just watched him in uh, There Will Be Blood for the first time. All another Pat. slow. Burn I haven't movie. seen it. It's a slow burn, but great Am in that. Am I sleeping on it? You shouldn't sleep on it. You should go. Daniel Day-Lewis. It's pretty... It's got its moments. 
Also a crazy person, so. John Cusack. Great. I love John Cusack. Love him. Yeah. I think he's from Chicago. Yeah, he is. He's a Chicago guy. Yeah. And uh, who is our third? Our boy? Oh, our our boy, Paul Shithead Giamatti. I I would say that it's... I wish I had his phone number because I would just call him right now. (laughs) Yeah. Should I just message him on Instagram like, yo, Paul Giamatti, what the fuck? He's always playing an asshole in these movies. Why are you doing this? I think you're a good actor. He is. He's a great actor. I love you in almost everything you're in. For sure. Um, but why you gotta be a piece of shit all the time? Who's the woman you were... Oh, Elizabeth Banks. That's the, the fourth. <sighs> Keen's Don't get me gotta... started. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> he loves her. Listen. <laughs> I fell in love about three or four times during this movie. <laughs> Did you? Come on. We're getting off the topic here. Uh, My other did you know for my turn. Paul Dano, he he gained 35 pounds to play Brian Wilson, eating 4,500 calories a day. Did you know that? I I didn't even think Brian Wilson's that big of a dude. How small was Paul Dano? He was kind of skinnier guy. Uh, he claims to have torn a ligament in his knee playing basketball due to the extra weight gain. Okay, he's just a pussy. <laughs> I, dude, I don't know how hard he's going in the paint. I mean, I, you know, true. like... True. <laughs> like, who knows? Who knows? All right, your turn for a did you know, Keen? I thought this one was pretty interesting because so obviously Brian Wilson was on set for a lot of the screening because it's a movie about his whole fucking life. Um, this I thought this was interesting is the real Brian Wilson reported having a mild dissociative experience while watching the film. He started with that Paul Giamatti was the actual Eugene Landy and felt absolutely in fear for half the movie. I had read that and uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, either it's like probably a combination of Brian Wilson still having issues and Paul being Giamatti all, yeah, being all being, spaghetti brains. Yeah. And Paul Giamatti being a great actor, as you said, yeah. and just it's being like, a great like, shit. Who, who do you blame? Like, do you blame <laughs> Paul Giamatti for being a phenomenal actor? <laughs> or do you blame it on Brian Wilson? I'm not blaming any. I'm not blaming which, anybody. Which one is it? It's uh, it's an it. It just goes to show that Brian Wilson probably really did go through some shit. And Paul Giamatti plays a great Brian shit. Wilson definitely went through some shit. And then. Yeah, and some. Yo, just shout out to Paul Giamatti. Come, yeah. come, come on the pod. We'd come love on to the have pod. You. you can't be doing much. All right. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's he's a busy actor. He's in a lot of these music movies, it seems. Yeah. Um, although he thought the movie was very well done, the real Mike Love claims that he never clashed with brian as depicted in the film mike as says he and brian would. have always been friends they do seem in the movie like they clash a little bit but um yeah i guess in real life they got along a little bit better i mean they gotta have a little spice i agree to... you do gotta have you gotta have a little bit of spice and they do it in every one of these movies and i think they did it a little more tastefully than in a movie say 
Bohemian Rhapsody, where it yeah. came off very fake. I will say this, and this is a, I'm sorry to insult the film, but it was it was a little hard to follow, but the film takes place in 1964, 1965, 1966, 1967, 1968, then jumps to 1986 and 1987. I didn't think it was that hard to follow because it was like all the Paul it Dano stuff. 20 years. Well, the, all the Paul Dano stuff was early on. And all the John Cusack stuff was later on. And it was in linear form with the Paul Dano stuff and the John Cusack stuff. It wasn't that hard for me. Maybe to the less intellectual like yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Shots fired. Okay. I'm just right. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have one more. Right, okay, do one more. Do one more. Paul Dano's <laughs> birthday yeah. is one day before Brian Wilson's birthday. That's weird. Honestly, it means nothing. Everyone has birthdays every <laughs> single day. I just thought that that was interesting. I guess you could say it means nothing. It's like yeah, every every day is every someone's day birthday. Is somebody's birthday. Every day, so every hour is someone's birthday. There you go. Um, my last one, the real Brian Wilson had minimal creative input on the film. He believed it was very factual, but focused too much on the dark aspects of his life. I agree. It did very. It did do that a lot. Um, my my only thing, the only only qualm you could say with this movie is I wish it showed more of the songwriting process. But I say that with every music movie we ever watched, <laughs> yeah. it's a biopic. It's like, yo, what the fuck were you thinking when you wrote this song? Because that's what I want to know. And I, I agree. My, I, I found myself Googling the songs and seeing like, hey, man, where did this come from during this movie? Because I love the Beach Boys. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Um, so two points. One, maybe Brian Wilson just doesn't see how dark his life is actually is maybe i don't know which which could be very much true i don't he might know. think his life's perfect per, yeah well i don't know about that but maybe I mean, might maybe maybe uh but number two your point about the songwriting process maybe it's just so hard with these types of movies because generally speaking these movies focus on bands that are great and withstand the test of time. So to cram in all of the great songs that these bands have done in a two a two hour movie is very hard to do. Right. So it's like, oh, we just gotta hit this song and this song, and we just gotta keep on going. Otherwise, it's like, you know, you could spend a whole fucking documentary on the writing of Good Vibrations. Or wouldn't it be nice? Probably, right. <laughs> you know and what who, I mean. Like, who, I mean, you and I want to watch. This, oh yeah, I, I'm all this? about that. Uh, give me the you know the two hour documentary on recording. Wouldn't it Here be nice? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just tell me how you recorded Pet Sound. That's all <laughs> yeah. they want to know. Yeah, there probably are some great documentaries out there on that too, but uh, but you'll find them just as boring as we will. So <laughs> we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. There you go for the did you know. Let's let's get into the scene breakdown. Are you ready? 
Let's get into the scene breakdown. <laughs> That's one way to start like that little, my little Beach yeah. Boy sick on that one. Yeah. Um. So the first scene is Brian Wilson. He's figuring out a song on piano. Kicks the movie off. It's Paul Dano. He's playing Brian Wilson. Um. And you and I talked a little bit about this before the recording. I think Paul Dano's scenes in this movie, just to hit on this right away, his scenes were more entertaining overall than John Cusack's as Brian Wilson. I think he did a better job. I couldn't agree more. It's also easier to picture Paul Dano as Brian Wilson because I don't know Paul Dano as well as maybe some others do. But when I see John Cusack, it's hard to him see him. As not John Cusack. Uh, okay, yeah. So when you see Paul Dano as Brian Wilson, it's like, oh, that could be Brian Wilson. That but John Cusack, yeah, I, exactly. You see John Cusack, it's like, that's I think fucking, fucking John- Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, <laughs> I think another music movie, High Fidelity. High Fidelity. There yeah. you go. But yeah, Paul Dano, like, he kind of embraces the character more. And I think in the Absolutely. music sections of this, I feel uh, like in this movie, he like does Brian, a job. like. Paul Dano was being Brian Wilson and John Cusack was just acting. That's, that's a good way to put it, Keen. I agree. I agree. I'm like, I like John Cusack. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh, I love but it. it was, I love it. It was hard. It's hard to see him in anything else after some of the high <laughs> fidelity and hot tub time machine. Yeah. He's in some other good movies. Oh, say anything. In say anything. Movie. I love oh, that movie. Oh, shit. There How can we go. figure about that? Jesus Christ. In your eyes. eyes the light, <laughs> the heat. Yeah. Also, I love Peter Gabriel's. So. Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, so just a quick scene there, and then it gets into this medley of Beach Boys songs. Um, So, here we go. What do you feel let's, about the let's, Beach Boys let's, overall? Let's open it let's up. Let's open it up. Uh, I love the Beach Boys. Uh, okay. As, some of us right now, my girlfriend is from California, so uh, our first trip out there, I made a whole California playlist. About 50% was Beach Boys, and 50% was uh, 80s California hair metal. So okay. I, ha- I had a great time. Okay. Uh, I cannot say that both the same parties. <laughs> so I was thinking about this. Do you consider them like a rock? I mean, I guess they are a rock band in, this, in the sense, I mean... I think the era- that the Beach Boys might fall into a category of pop, rock, but I think also very commercialized. Okay. Like, I, I don't want to put them in the show, like, almost like commercial rock. Commercial rock? Interesting. Well, they, it's like, well, they, they were the creators of that California rock genre. Well, that's why I think they're above it. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and, like, that's why... And I think I mean, Brian Wilson like, was trying to break out of that type of thing. But you're right. I think even the Beatles were that to an extent. Like, oh, were the pop? They were, yeah. And I guess that's what I'm getting at is like they're sort of like a pop, they're just like pop groups. But I mean, the Beatles they're, they're and the pop Be- rock, yeah, like pop rock. But they also revolutionized this genre more so than. The band that the dad brings in later on in the movie, oh, you know what sons, I mean? Yeah, yeah like well, shit like that. Like, I mean, name another band before the Beach Boys that sounded like the Beach Boys. Yeah, I don't know. I know, I know also, that it's also very difficult to name another band that's of any relevancy that sounded like the Beach Boys. Yeah, 
Oh, of any relevancy? Yeah, I mean, yeah. what's the I'm fake sure that thing you do, man? Captain Geach in the Shrimp Shack? Oh, Captain Geach in the Shrimp Shack, yeah. Like, I guess you'd have to do a deep dive into, like, that California surf sound, but the Beach Boys right. probably came up with that sort of shit that everybody oh, yeah. else or, like, sort you know, of copied off that, of. Is there any band that did it better? No. 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 Stop. Knock it off. Knock it off. So, do we want to talk down. about favorite song now, or do we want to... I mean, we're already on the topic. Okay. All right. Do you want to go? Your, what's, what's your favorite Beach Boys song, What's ben? your favorite? So, I'm torn, because I do really love the Beach Boys a lot more than most people know. Yeah, I didn't realize this, that you love I'll them that what, much. I absolutely fucking love God Only Knows. That's my pick, too. I love that song. <laughs> That's their best song, and it's, it's like my this, favorite song. It's, it's probably like the, it's the softest thing I've ever done in my entire life, but I, <laughs> I love that song. That song is so fucking good. I'm glad that you said that's your favorite song. Uh, that song, dude, I, lo I love Wouldn't It Be Nice. Wouldn't It Be Nice is great, too. Hold on. Let's, what, first I, let's, talk about, let's talk about God Only Knows. That song, it's arguably like the best song ever. I don't care when it comes it on, it's like on your heartstrings. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It, it will melt you. It makes you think about when you're slowed at something, you go, Oh shit. You're right. Yeah. What would I do without you? No matter who you're with. Yeah. It is a great fucking song. I and mean, it's so you're... different. It's like so that's why I asked, like, are they a rock band? Because there's it's not really any it's got sleigh bells in it. Yeah, there's not really like any guitars or anything in it. It's like a bunch yeah. of orchestra. That song is beautiful. Beautiful song. You, I mean, and the way it, it's just so relatable. Even yeah. like again, so open book. I don't believe in God, but like, what would I do without you? I believe in that. Yeah, God only knows. It could be a phrase. I sh I, sh I surely don't know. Yeah, man. It's a powerful it song. Sure, I love it's it. It's one of those songs that I could, I mean, I like to sit in the sit alone by myself, drink and listen to songs yeah. in the dark. I could cry to that song. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's definitely my favorite as well. I um, did not think this was going to be your favorite song, by the no, way. No, this is, it is. It is. I think it's, it's their so, best. I think it's, it's so, so fucking good. good. I, I think it's arguably like, the, it is one of the greatest songs of all time, if not I the greatest. Like, the high, uh, how it was highlighted, because I was afraid of how they would highlight it in the movie. They did a great job with this they one. They did a good job, man, because sometimes like, they, they fuck it fuck up. Fuck it up. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody fucked it up. Yeah. Rocket Man fucked it up. We'll get to the scene. We'll get to the scene, but that okay. it was good. So, other songs, though, in the Beach Boys. So, some of the songs that they cover in this medley, Don't Worry Baby, that's a very That's good one. one. I, mean, I top, like that one. Like top ten, top ten. I like the Rivers Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't Don't cover get me of it. on Rivers. <laughs> Surfer Girl, I think, is very good too. That's a good song. It's a hit, you know. So Surfer Girl, I read this story of how he came up with this one. It was about his uh, first girlfriend, right? Second girlfriend. When she fifteen. Oh what. It's either pump Surfer the Pump the Brakes. No, maybe it wasn't Surfer Girl. In my maybe it was in my room. That's another that one. Is... You know, in my room, right? Yeah. 
So in the meantime, I absolutely yeah. love Wouldn't It Be Nice. I think it's a Wouldn't great song. Wouldn't It Be Nice is a great one. Um, I, I mean, I hate Christmas at Little St. Nick. Come on. Puts a smile on your face. Okay. Surfer Girl, the way that Brian Wilson wrote that, it was actually based on the song from the film Pinocchio, When You Wish Upon a Star. Really? When you wish upon a star. It's the same sort of thing. Play them back to back when you get a chance. It's song. I'm playing back to back. Okay, let's hear it. I get around. I love that fucking song. Get around, get around. I get around. The harmony there. Oh, oh my God. Fucking great. It's fucking um, great. And the guitar tone. Yeah. It's so catchy. And I love that. Dude, I love. I was listening to it today. I love the lyrics, too. I love just the melody. I get around. Right into the kind of something you You can't help but sing along to. Great fucking song. I love that song. I just have a fun memory of me and this other guy breaking down fish at work, and he has long hair. And Kokomo came on, and I've Kokomo. never seen. Okay, <laughs> I, I've never seen anyone rock out harder, like Slipknot hair, going anywhere. Side note: Rest in peace, Joey Jordson. Shout out! Our oh, last there episode, you go. We talked, we talked about you uh, again. Thank you for your contributions to the music. But my man had hair. Flying everywhere and just cutting down like this twenty-five pound fucking tuna and just jamming to Kokomo and I'm like, this is what this is about right now. This is my guy. Yep. Oh, help me, Rhonda. That's another great song. Dude, love it. Love that. I'm just saying, Ben. If everybody had notion across <laughs> the USA, there you go. What? What would we be doing? We fucking surfing USA. And that's right? another thing. None of these guys actually surfed. But they're making none, some. None of them fucking surfed. They make that evidently clear in the movie. It's just so funny. Yeah, Barbara Rand. That's another. That's another good one. Help me, Rhonda. Dude, great fucking tunes. Um. So another question before we get into this movie, this is the last thing we'll do because we need to get into it. Oh, I mean, we did get into this. A lot of these songs are in the medley, in the beginning of the movie. But best best American rock band. Or they are they second behind Van Halen? It's close, man. It's apples to apples. I mean, I mean, apple is it apples to apples though? No, I mean, well, they're, they're both different California bands. Rock bands. Yeah, oh, California. that is true. They are both California bands. I just feel like they came up in like different eras, though. It's just Ab- tough to absolutely. compare. Just like, you tough can't to put compare. It fucking help me, Ron. That if can't ain't talking about love, like yeah. Or like Panama compared to like, I don't know, Kokomo, like, like like Beach Boys probably have the best soft song out of the two groups, but Van Halen probably has the best hard like rocking song. Want to fucking slam the gas pedal to the goddamn yeah. floor? Song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just so are you put are different. you putting Beach Boys top five best American rock bands? And we're talking Man, American got, rock, bands. yeah, American, right? Yeah, I mean they gotta be right. I don't, I I don't see why you. The only reason I can see that you wouldn't is because they are softer. 
But softer I mean, doesn't it, necessarily mean worse. I'm not saying that. They had four-part harmonies, clean guitar tones. Guys were playing Rick and Baca guitars, Made in America, Fucking Fender awesome, P-Bases, Made in America. Like, they're, they probably are top ten. Or top, top five. Even. I said top five, yeah. yeah. Top ten without... Absolutely. Yeah, they're top five. They wrote God Only Knows. I mean, and that song is that one of the great, so greatest so ever. So good. Oh, another great soft song that John Stamos is famous for singing, Forever. Oh, Forever. Every word. Do you not like that one? Oh. I I just don't like the way I that John it. Stamos oh. weaseled his way into being more famous <laughs> than he needs to be. I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't need the John Stamos version. I like the Dennis Wilson version. It's like so now John Stamos was now he's he accounts himself. If, I watch a Howard Stern. He counts himself as a Beach yeah, Boy. I'm a Beach Boy. Get the fuck out of here, dude. He calls. He thinks he's a Beach Boy, and he plays the fucking congas in the band. Like, yeah, you're not in the fucking. You're not in the Beach Boys. I agree with you on that. I yeah. I like the song Forever without John Stamos in it. That was my only thing. Is like he like can, can, okay. considers himself a Beach Boy, and I'm like shut the shut fuck the fuck up. up. Shut the fuck up. Um, Uncle Jesse, all right, man. I thought they did a pretty good job. uh, Let's get, yeah, getting on with the movie, though. I think they do a pretty good job showing this medley, and I think they do a pretty good job recreating the things that the Beach Boys did, like the... Like the album photo shoot, it looked like, and the performances on, like, Ed Sullivan and shit. I think they 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 look pretty good. They were the American Beatles. Yeah, man. For sure. But within the the context of the movie, do you think they did a good job like showing the band and like did they the look like they knew like what they were playing and they stuff did not they had no fucking clue what they were doing when they were playing you don't think so you thought they did the actors i thought yeah. they looked okay i thought i mean See, they were so Paul it was so Dano, quick like, he was just holding that fucking thing the thing is have you looked at old beach boys like listen i understand live? they were known for their on their for their stage presence i understand that i have but. always said like as I think it was like five, six years ago. They did a reunion tour with Brian Wilson, and I was like, I don't want to see it. You know why? No. They're they're like they're old as shit, man. Yeah, old man. Yeah. It's like I don't want it. Like Paul if McCartney. I to, if I need to see it, I'll watch the YouTube videos. Yeah, Paul McCartney. He's still jumping around on stage and shit, and he's got a young but younger band behind him. Beach Boys are like, geez, all right. I but at the same time. It. I'd only go see Paul McCartney. I was like, all right, man, this guy's calling it quits soon. I guess I might, I might as well sneak this it in. This is it. Yeah. I got to yeah. go. I got to see it. Oh, yeah, that, I have fair. no desire to see Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him. I saw him once, and it was cool. It, but this was like 10 years ago now. If he's still yeah. playing now, he's still like, playing now. It's like, Jesus what the fuck Christ. you doing, man? Just chill. 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 All right. Let's continue on. Uh, then it cuts to the present day, as I call it. I guess it's 1986, though, as you had told yeah. us. Uh, Brian Wilson, he's at a car dealership. With we his fucking talked- shoes off. Fucking shoes off. Uh, this is an awkward encounter. He's just, like, walking around. He decides, eh, hey, I'm going to buy this car. Um, Must be nice. Yeah, he's talking Wouldn't to... Wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> he's talking to Elizabeth Banks' character about... Smoke show? Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> He's just like, yeah, my brother died. My brother's dead, so it's yeah, like, he killed what himself. The fuck? So. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, and uh, I just asked how you were doing. What the yeah. fuck? And yeah, this was uh, Dennis Wilson that he was talking about. I looked this up. Um, 
he was the drummer of the Beach Boys, but he did actually sing some of the songs too. I'm pretty sure he sang forever. Um, Uncle Jesse sang that song. Fuck Uncle Jesse. <laughs> God. <laughs> fuck that shit. I don't care. Uh, so, and then Paul Giamatti, he shows up. It turns out uh, Brian Wilson has a psychiatrist, doctor, like. Best friend. Best friend. Guardian. Yeah, but a guy abusing his power, let's say, as we find out later on. Super I, weird. Foreshadowing there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more foreshadowing is when they leave, she picks up the card in the car. It says, Lonely, Scared, Frightened. Lonely, Scared, Frightened. Jesus Christ. Like, 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 so, like, first of all, like, how do you know it's Brian Wilson? Obviously, they say that she doesn't know who that is. Like, how do you react to someone handing you a card as a keeper, I want to say, comes and gets a dude away from you? Yeah, that's fucking weird, man. I don't know. I don't know. I call the police. <laughs> like, what are you doing? This guy just told me his brother is dead, and then his keeper came in and took him away. Uh, hands me across his lonely, frightened. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, it's above my pay grade. I sell cars. Yeah, I would fall in love with the guy. <sighs> but you know, luckily for her, she's cool, calm, and collected about it, and is like, "All right, maybe something's going on here. I gotta just stay." Stay the course. Maybe he really is Brian Wilson, because that's what they tell her. Although, if a girl gave me a card that said, I'm lonely, I'd be like, so is fucking everyone. Threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> fucking how you doing? Keep yeah. moving. <laughs> fucking lonely too, bitch. Me fucking too. How you doing? How you doing? God. Keep it moving. Get out of here, wacko. All right. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy person. No uh, one needs to know that. Yeah. Um, then it cuts to a flashback where they're on an airplane and Brian Wilson is uh, having a panic attack. And this, you know, it's like, yeah, Keen just gave a face like, you don't say. It's yeah. like, this guy's I mean, fucking it crazy. Yeah, this guy's oh, fucking... do you have panic attacks on airplanes every now and then? Uh, no, because I just get drunk. Oh. And so oh, pro, oh, pro tip. I like fly. I mean, I don't enjoy. I mean, I don't love flying only because I get so bored. Mm-hmm. I just watch. I just watch the Dark Knight every single time I fly. That's your go-to. I watch Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises <laughs> back to back. Just back to back. back. <laughs> All right, time for Dark Knight again. <laughs> like legit, every single time. That's fucking I ask hilarious. For, Can I get a double Bacardi and a diet? And I watch the Dark Knight and Dark Knight. Rises. <laughs> That's awesome. And I. Keep my headphones on. I sit on the aisle side, and the only time I get up is my girlfriend needs to go to the bathroom. I'm like fuck everyone else. Yeah, yep, yep. Um, well, getting back to this movie that you didn't watch on a plane. Um, it goes to a scene where Brian is like, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm tired of touring. I'm having these panic attacks. I don't like being on the road, and I don't like performing anymore. Let me." J-. He's talking to his brothers, and he's like, "Look, let me just stay back, record." Or come up with some new songs to record for our new album. And they come to some agreement where they're just going to get another bass player to come in. You know what? The, the live band aspect of that, though, kind of loses a little something without Brian Wilson being there. He sings a lot of the songs. like uh, He's the co-lead singer. Yeah. yeah. He's singing that falsetto part on... Uh, I get around from town to town. Like, if you look up the live videos, he's singing that high falsetto part. So, definitely loses a little something there. 
if uh, if you were going to see the Beach Boys at this time. But uh, either way, he's talking to them, and he's like, look, man, uh, the Beatles, they're really changing their sound. They came out with Rubber Soul, and we need to evolve as well. And I really like how during this time period, there was like a competition between the Beach Boys and the Beatles, and, and they the, would listen which, to... Also, which is never talked about. You don't think so? I, I mean, I, I haven't heard it, about it recently, but... I don't think it's talked about it enough. Okay, fair enough. I agree. I love that these bands are competing. It's like they're trying to make themselves better. I feel yeah. they were trying to make music better. It's like, so, you know what? Wow. This who's is the really better cool. songwriter, Leonard or Wilson? Man, why are you doing that to me? <laughs> I want you to answer it. I know, I know my answer. I would probably say overall, Lennon. I knew I say Lennon too. I knew you're fucking say Lennon. We're two for two tonight. Yeah. Well, the catalog is just when it comes to the Beatles, I feel like the catalog is just bigger when it comes to like all time great songs. Not to say that the Beach Boys, eh, maybe I am saying it, the Beach Boys don't have as many quality songs as the Beatles do. I'll tell you right now, I Want to Hold Your Hand is better than any Beach Boys song. No. I wouldn't say no. that. I wouldn't Come say on. that. God Only Knows is better than that. I, don't know I would that. say. I love God Only Knows. It ain't better than Ella Rigby. But we'd have to make should, a rant. We'd have to make a dude. I like really, really like God only knows. Like I know you I'm really also, like it, but it's 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 also depending on like the Beach Boys never made that progression to to go where you're something like the Beatles evolved off. The Beach Boys never really evolved. Yes, they did. They just showed not, they showed it in the not movie. Not like the Beatles. Not like the Beatles. Yes, they did. With pets. Not like the Beatles. Not, yeah, yeah pet they did for sure. That well, that's my point. They did evolve with pet sounds. Which they do bring up in this scene. Brian Wilson goes, I'm going to make the greatest album ever made. Which arguably is the greatest album ever made to some. I wouldn't, I don't know that I'd I say it's say the greatest. Pet sounds. I mean, it's top 12. Look, I'm just saying the general consensus, like it gets picked as one of the greatest albums ever made a lot of times by music critics alike. And back to the competitive nature between the Beatles and the Beach Boys, Pet Sounds might have not been made if Rubber Soul wasn't made. Right. Sergeant Peppers wouldn't have been made if Pet Sounds wasn't made. You know what I mean? Fair point. So, Fair point. like, they're all balancing, you know... They're all coming back and forth with each other. And in the end, maybe the Beatles did win because it took, you know, like 30, however many fucking years for Brian Wilson to come out with Smile after that. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, like 2004, 2005 or whatever the fuck. Um, but that said, Pet Sounds, again, one of the one of the greatest albums ever made. And they talk about this album. A lot through this movie. Almost, almost the entire movie. Yeah. Um, we get to a scene in the present day. Again, uh, Brian takes... Uh, what's, what's the girlfriend's name? Melinda? Melinda? Yeah. Yeah. 
he actually does get to take her out on a date, and they go to see, like, some band. I've, I'm not sure what band it was, though. Were you... Could you figure it out? Keen's no, placing they, a bet or something right now. No, I was not. Okay. Uh, it does not show you... Like, it, it just shows that they're out. I'm not sure if it shows anything else than that. They were playing a song, and I, I just wasn't sure what the song was. But uh, it's awkward as shit. Paul Giamatti is there. Like, what's he doing there? He, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like a whole awkward thing. But they're starting to paint the picture that he's there, like, all the time. And it's like, like what le- the hell is going like, on? 24-7. Like, what's 24, going on? Yeah, I guess what's so, going on here? If you look into it, he was his doctor. Yeah. He, was a psychi- he abused it. Yeah. And uh, I think he finally, like, had to give up his practice or whatever the hell. Because so what he what he, he was, did was he saw, he saw that he was dealing with Brian Wilson and he knew it, the fame of Brian Wilson. I mean, I'm not, yeah. not sure. I this is not fact. I'm so sorry if this is you know going. Well, no, he probably he, took advantage of more than just Brian Wilson. Brian maybe. Wilson, yeah, he yeah. Had his brains weren't all the way there. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, those scenes again. I don't think those scenes were as entertaining or as fun as the early flashback scenes. One of which, the next one. The God only knows scene. We've already talked Might about be the how best we, scene in the movie. We've already talked about how much we love this song, but this scene was great. Paul Dano as Brian Wilson is playing. God only knows on the piano. It's just like I'm a sucker for this type of scene every time. There was one of these types of scenes in Rocket Man as well, but I like this stripped down version. You could Absolutely. tell that Paul Dano is actually playing. The piano. And he's trying to sing it. And he's trying to sing it. He's yep. figuring the song out as he's singing it. And uh tough song to try to figure out, honestly. I mean, come uh, on. Have you Imagine ever tried this motherfucker? Like, yeah, yeah, I know, right? I actually did sort of know how to play it on piano. I I can't do it anymore, but it is a complicated song to play on piano a little bit. And uh the dad is sitting there being a fucking complete shithead this happens in these movies all the time where the dad or whoever the hell else is in the music circle doesn't get it and he's and so paul dano is like or brian wilson paul dano is like so what what'd you think i i just wrote uh, one of the greatest songs ever and the dad's like maybe it could be something with the right arrangement I don't it's really like, care for what, what it. The it's fuck too. Do you know? Like, what <laughs> He's like, I don't really care for it. It's too wishy washy. It's like I may not. He like doesn't get it that the song is just. It's nuanced. It's a nuanced song, motherfucker. Right. It's like, yeah, you know, life isn't black and white. There's some grays to it, and that's what this song is talking about. So my only issue with this song is like, if you don't, if you know nothing about the Beach Boys. It, they do no foreshadowing whatsoever with this scene. It's like no one knows that the Beach Boys fired their dad as their manager. Like how do you, how are we supposed to know that before the scene? It, it that is true. We didn't know that, but he he does bring that up a little bit later. I think within yeah. d- within this scene, does he? Where he's like, "Oh, you fired yeah, me, like, so what? Why are you here?" Blah blah blah. Why are you asking what I know? Oh, because you're my fucking dad. Like, I don't yeah. Know. It's like how about not being a dick. Yeah, give me one favor. Tell me not to fuck myself after I play you about to be one of the biggest hits in the world. Yeah. Come on. 
I'm just looking at the lyrics again for Gato and Moose. This is a great, this is a great song. It's a perfect song. It's a it, perfect song. Yeah. So yeah. I guess the dad was talking about lyrics like, God only knows what I'd be without you if you should ever leave me. Though life would still go on, believe me, the world could show nothing to me. So what good would living do me? It's like, yeah, man, I don't, it's a basically painting the picture of not knowing what is going on in that type what of moment. To do what to do without you. Yeah. yeah. And Fucking you idiot. That, and, and any aspect of that, that's like, song fucking stinks. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of my nitpicks with this movie, though, is that they might, they kind of cake it on in these types of moments throughout this movie. And this being one of them, like, uh, this song, nobody's ever going <laughs> to get hard it. hard ass because you're mad. I'm mad at you and you're mad at me and uh, fuck you. <laughs> and this song stinks. And, well, that uh, one, no, that that specific part where it's like, oh, uh, this song stinks. Nobody's going to get it. And then like later on, it's like pet sounds like, oh, our fans don't get it. But we all know with time, everybody got it. You know what I right. mean? And they kind of cake that on a lot throughout the movie, I mean, but... I mean, the Beach Boys were pretty fucking incredible. So I, yeah. mean, they, I, mean, I could see how it went over people's heads for sure. At the time? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another scene in the movie, Brian Wilson, recording session. This seems to be his place of peace. He has a lot of fun in the studio with the musicians there. He starts up with a... They start up with, wouldn't it be nice... We talked about this song a little bit. Great fucking song, man. I love this song. Because wouldn't wouldn't it be be nice? nice? Wouldn't it be nice? It's just fun, man. It's a a song about dreaming. Exactly. Some people do it all the time. I say must be nice about a hundred times a day. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be fucking nice. Yeah. And then to take that and go, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, it would be. If we could wake up. In the kind of world where we belong? On the kind of world we belong, Ben. Man. Wouldn't it be nice? I love that fucking song. And maybe if we're thinking we're just up and pray in my country. Also, like, that part is awesome. I will say what the the Beach Boys is. This is off topic. I'm so sorry. They re-engineered the vocal harmony of songs uh, yeah they were definitely like, just, a proponent just of it that there's only could be like i know that and the they bring that up in the movie too i think where they're like the beatles ripped us off with our <laughs> our yeah, vocal, vocal technique they yeah. they were like yeah they do uh what they say they said that the beatles do one thing and they do another thing um yeah. i will say that a good band that i thought is like the smithereens do this very well in all of their songs too uh Drown in My Own Tears is a song that I think everyone should look up by the Smithereens. And the way that Pat Denizio sings that song for the pre-chorus is unbelievable. They do a lot of harmonies? Smithereens? They just do they they do where the music's going one way and the vocals are going another way. Oh, okay. That's cool. But it fucking works out so much. I love that band, so I read it almost every single episode. When's the Smithereens movie coming out? <laughs> we could talk they got any documentaries? I, They'll probably they might. there'll be an there'll be a New Jersey indie film about it for sure. I don't know if it'll be any good, but hey, man, we'll I, have to I talk know. about it on the pod. 
might be in that movie. I played a bunch oh, of stuff. There you go. There you go. How you doing? Uh, moving on with this movie, though. <laughs> the next scene, again, back to present day. Another date. Griffith Observato- Observatory. I can't even What's it called? Talk. Griffith Observatory. You've La been La there, Land. right? I have been there. Yeah. Have you? How was it? It's no. It's pretty fucking cool. I liked it. It was cool. It, it, Did you a, feel like Brian Wilson there? <laughs> I was thinking more Just, La La Land when I when I went up there, but did it's you a cool dance? Spot. I did. <laughs> I did not dance. I looked at like some shit on the inside. I don't even remember what the fuck was on the. It was just a cool spot to look out. And I was thinking of the the James Dean movie, Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, yeah. I think I we I, I think we've brought this up. Because we talked about La La Land. Anyway, along with his date, they go out to dinner. And, uh, you know, being Brian Wilson, here he goes again. He brings up getting abused by his father, which it's kind of a rough topic for like a first or second date. Uh, I wouldn't, I would, uh, I'd probably keep that at least till the third or fourth. I mean, Jesus at the least. Christ. And, Maybe uh, the third or fourth year anniversary so he brings up how his dad like beat him with a pipe which is why he's partially or like 97 percent deaf in one of his they, ears yep, they, and then his dad tried to blame it on a football injury really in real life he yeah. did yeah in real life he tried to blame it on a football what injury the they could not him slapping the shit out of him i didn't realize that this was the case, but apparently, like, looking at uh, articles and stuff, like, yeah, it's true. Like, his dad, like, that's fucked up, man. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And I, I did know that he was deaf in one ear, but, mm. yeah, his dad was hard on him. And it, it's a similar story to the Jackson 5. Their dad was also very tough on them, apparently. Yeah, Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. Yep, yep, yep. We'll have to talk about their their movie, but that movie is like a, it's like a two part movie that's like three and a half hours long or some shit. An American yeah, Dream. <laughs> Great film. I liked it. I liked it. But make sure it's raining all goddamn day. And you got nothing else to do. Like house, your house is already clean. Tons of booze. Yeah. Um. Also, during this date, Melinda learns about how he's been excommunicated from his family. So the doctor pretty much told him, I guess, like, hey, you can't even talk to your family anymore. You fucked everything up and you're a piece of shit. And Brian Wilson is explaining this all to Melinda. And she's like, Jesus Christ, probably, you know, like going on a second date and you're learning all this. You're probably like, what the hell? I mean, what would you do, Keen? Just get up and bounce when you hear this. I'm uh, gone. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm a sucker for a lunchbox full of problems, so it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Oh, okay. There you um, go. But I, I would probably do the old one and done, the old skizzert, skiz out. Skizzert, skiz out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she's it like, would... uh, it's Brian Wilson, though, so I'm hanging around. I mean, true, true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he wrote God Only Knows, so. Right. It's, it, the question is, that it's, you know, Oh, that girl's crazy, or that person's that guy's crazy. Well, it's just the amount of crazy you can take. All right, there you go. There you have it, folks. However, though, Brian Wilson was a. It's I apparent mean, he had some. Yeah. Shout out Melinda, because Jesus <laughs> Christ, that guy's. Well, it, well, they're still married. It was, 
It wasn't his fault. It was the it was La- Eugene Landry's fault. There was a lot of people at fault. It seems. Yeah. So he then it cuts. Not, <laughs> yeah, diagnosed properly. No. So then it cuts back to the recording session. Paul Dano's Brian Wilson. Uh, they're recording with bobby pins and what was that a what was that was that a piano that he was that's doing the that inside a piano yeah, so okay. i hope that i mean i'm sure it's true but i think that's awesome that they captured that moment because i mean sometimes you just do shit like that yeah yeah i mean if you're fucking looney tunes upstairs i mean you try some new shit yeah and that well that's what he was trying to achieve with this album yeah. pet sounds he's like look we gotta expand here we can't just be Doing round, round, get around all the time. We got to right. be different. So let's. And, uh, I mean, it's it sounded awesome. It did. Like, and I did look this up, and it looked like it, it in the one article I was looking at. They did do that for the song with the Bobby you know, Pins and shit. You know what else they did? What? They brought in actual <laughs> fucking, fucking pets. pets. They brought in real animals. Yeah, they did, and they called it pet sounds. They called it pet sounds. Because there's fucking pets in there. Mm. Also, like, what were other names like? Fucking barks and meows, <laughs> like cluck clucks and fucking bark barks. <laughs> cluck clucks and bark barks. <laughs> They're all good boys. That was the name of the album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we cut back to the meow, present meows day. Meow meows and get arounds. Me- meow meows and get arounds. Yep. We cut back to the present day. He's got a house on the beach. He starts playing a new song for Melinda. He's just like, yeah, it just came to, comes to me, you know? And yeah, I believe that with Brian yeah, Wilson. It must be nice. Yeah, it must be Wouldn't nice. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if I just had songs that came to me that were awesome? Um, yeah. I don't think John Cusack is actually playing here. If you He's watch, not. Yeah, you could kind of tell because they, the scene cuts to just the hands and then it'll cut back to just the top yeah, part and which never be anyone's hands. Yeah. Whereas with Paul Dano's scene, you could see him actually playing the piano. John Cusack's just sort of like <laughs> meddling around on the keys. He's like, if I spill this on this keyboard, maybe I'll go back in time. <laughs> Is that a hot tub time machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh <laughs> but but yeah, you're right because when you watch this movie, it's like, yep, that's John Cusack. Um, he talks about in this scene how he laid in bed for three years. That apparently is a true story. That's fucking crazy. Which, in some aspects, sounds terrible. But at some points, I love my bed. Oh, dude, I don't want to wake up a lot of mornings. <laughs> It's just like, uh, I guess I'll get That's up. I'm saying, I fucking, I guess I'll do this old shit. What's that? I guess, I guess three years is a long time to do anything, but to lay in bed, especially. Like, if you ate tacos every day for three years, like, you know, there's different consequences. Well, he gained a shit ton of weight, too, I think. Like, if you look yeah. up photos of him and, like, stuff from that time period, like, it's just. I, give the guy a break. He wrote God like, only knows. Like when <laughs> I was like, when I was broke all the time, my dad would come and say, "What are you doing?" I go, so "Laying in bed." He's like, "Why?" Did I go, "It cost me zero dollars to lay in bed." There you go. <laughs> I mean, that's just straight up. It's true. It's true. 
Um, so then it cuts to a scene where they're having like a little cookout, I guess, at Brian's house. And Brian's like, oh, man, this is a hungry. weird scene for me. This was what? This is a weird scene for me. I think this scene was there to show how controlling this doctor was. You know, he's talking about this book that he wrote that sounds like fucking piece of shit book. Um, and Brian is saying like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And he he's basically telling him like, hey, you'll get your turn to eat. You got to wait. You got to wait. And then his girlfriend is sitting there and it's like, hey, he can he can have the next burger, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. It's fine. It's fine. And then he like gets yelled at because his girlfriend gave him the burger to eat. He's like, this is going to be it. The scene was to show how controlling this doctor was in his life yeah. and how much a piece of shit he was. Right. And they did a good like, job. Paul Giamatti does a great job. It was a fucking red flag. Like, what the what the fuck, fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, this is where the red flag was being waved. And uh, Melinda is like, "What is going on here? I need to help a little bit and figure out yeah. what the deal I is." I should call the police. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this begs the question: Is Paul Giamatti a piece of shit in real life? Paul Giamatti, or give us a call. Is he is he just that good of good an, an actor? actor? Maybe he is. Probably is. He wouldn't be in this many movies if he wasn't an actual if he was good that, guy. I mean, yeah. Y dude, you know. I'll look it up right now. <laughs> You're looking up, is Paul Giamatti a piece of shit in real life? No, I'm looking up on Instagram. Oh, if Paul <laughs> Oh, this is a fan club. He has no real uh, Instagram. Yeah, he, he's a bit older old for an insta hold on let's see if he has a dm on uh on twitter here no way he no. does yeah no way he does also do people give a shit what paul giamatti's doing like all the time probably not that's why he's not on either of those most likely yep not on t not on twitter he's not on tinder <laughs> i said twitter <laughs> yeah i know it sounded like you were about to say tinder Looking up Paul Giamatti on Tinder. <laughs> I mean, the guy doesn't have a website. How are we going to book him on the show, then? What the fuck? Somebody get us in touch with Paul Giamatti. CelebrityTalent.net says I can book him. How much? Oh, there's no way this number. Yikes. Too much. How much is too much? Ten grand? I think it's a bit more than that. Thirty? Minimum fee US dates a hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred fifty thousand for Paul Giamatti? Vir virtual event call for free. You can call him for free? Virtual event? <laughs> yeah. We do not personally speak for Paul, for Paul Giamatti, but in our experience in booking time for 20 years, this is joining outcome of inadequate funding. So, yeah, we can't, we won't keep going. We get won't Paul get him on here. Show. Okay. Yeah, no, well, I guess I'm just going to call him a piece of shit then. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to stop us, huh? No, I guess not. So, then the next thing, uh, <laughs> what? just insulted a phenomenal actor or such scumbags. <laughs> We're kidding. 
He just plays a jerk in every fucking movie he's in. It's just, it's just funny. It's funny to me. Um, we cut back to the past where they're recording the song. A lot of this takes place recording pet sounds. So in this, they're recording the song Still Believe in Me. Um, impressive singing. Keen sort of went over it. Like their harmony's very good. I think they do a good job portraying this type of stuff, how everybody's standing around one microphone singing together instead of like all on separate tracks and everything. Yeah, which I mean that was cool. I mean that was the way of the way. That of was the, the way it was done. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, there was there was no multi tracking at that point. But I think it came uh, well, around. Paul was, yeah, let's pull this around, but Yeah, maybe not as it's probably tougher to do. Right. For sure. Also, and you probably moment, had a limited number of tracks as well. Yeah. That, it, it, for sure. Side note, go ahead and let's all thank you, Ben Young, for taking silver bullets for everyone's right now. I got it. Ben Young's taking silver bullets for all of us right now. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, well, I'm drinking mango white claws, and I was also at a bar today where I asked for a mango white claw, and he asked if I wanted a real drink with that. Nice. So I finished my drink and left. <laughs> Props to that bartender. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, I'll see all you right. later. So I guess I'm in the wrong bar. Yeah, this is where also was locked out of my house for an hour and a half today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, still believe in me, I don't have a ton Meh. of it, opinions on. Yeah, it's, a, it's okay. The next song was Hang On To Your Ego. It's another okay song. Mike Love in this scene is giving Brian a hard time. He's like, is it a drug song? It's like a point of contention. Mike Love claims in real life he didn't really have a problem with Brian. But uh, I don't know. Is it a drug song? Who fucking cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel It's almost like that guy just wanted it to be a drug song. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a drug song? Because I kind of want it to be. Listen, I'm on drugs right now. <laughs> Is this a drug song? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm fucking feeling it right now. Either way, yeah. It's an alright song. Um, I like this part where they are listening back to the track and they're hearing talking in the background of the recording. And Brian is like, talking is part of the music. And this was probably you know, groundbreaking at the time because before it was like, oh, you can't have any mistakes on any of the recordings or anything or anybody talking in the background. And this is where Mike Love is like, you know, again, he's like, this sounds amateurish having the talking in there. But now, dude, now people do it all the fucking time. Well, I mean, like, here's a good example. Like, Misery Business by Paramore. You turn that thing on, you, like, you hear it up like that, and, like, you hear Haley go, Hit that snare, hit that snare, and you turn it up to hear her say that. There you go. Third Same Eye Blind. With, uh, Jude Law in a Semester Abroad. Really? Where is it in that? Yeah. Even if a plane crashes tonight. So before that, he'll come up like, even if a, even if a plane crashes okay. tonight. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think one of the more famous ones is... Uh, Time of your life, good riddance, Green Day. Oh, fuck. Shit. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Or uh, Third Eye Blind's Graduate. 
the solo right before the solo he goes he's like saying something he's like yeah it sounds good sounds good anyway it's a common thing in music recording now to have like people just randomly saying shit in the background i mean my if you're about songs like songs that are talking songs is undone by weezer Oh, there you go. The whole I song mean, is talking. The whole song is <laughs> fucking a conversation, pretty much. <laughs> there you go. Another point that Mike Love brings up in this convo, though, he goes, even the happy songs are sad. I I mean, I kind of see his point. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I think the songs to me just sound real, you know? They might, yeah. be, they might be sad, and they might be happy. They might... As I said about God Only Knows, it has nuance. It's got real feeling to it. It's not just like upbeat, yeah, everybody's in the sun, everybody's just da, 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 da. It's like, hey, these are real feelings, and this is what I'm singing about. You know what I mean? Like, it's not cheesy stuff anymore. Brian Wilson tried to take it to a, another level, and he did with these songs. Yeah, like one of my favorite uh, Tom Waits lyrics is, I like beautiful melodies telling me terrible things. Yeah, love it. And it's just, it's, it's I the mean, same sort I of would thing. Get that fucking tattooed on me. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, I like, you know, all the, even the happy songs are sad. Yeah, I like yeah. beautiful melodies telling me terrible things. There you go. The next song they do is uh, Caroline No. Oh, Caroline No. Again, is Brian Wilson. You want me to sing it for you again? Okay, I sure don't. Na-na. Dude, I so this is a good one. And uh Brian Wilson's voice, yeah, is great. I don't know that Paul say, Dano is singing. Paul in Dano this. does not do his voice any credit. I don't know that that's him singing in this scene. He's definitely singing in got the God only knows scene. I don't know if it's him singing in this scene or not, though, do you think? I mean, it's hard to sing that. Falsetto voice. It's very tough. Very tough. I mean, neither of us can do it for sure. Oh, Caroline. No, nope. I stand by my statement. Yeah. Oh, Caroline. It's it's tough. It's tough. Um, so then I love in this scene how the dad, he's asshole number he might be asshole number one. I think it's almost a tie. It's a tie. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dad walks in with a tape of this song, I Live for the Sun. And this song is by the band. So, as Keen said, they didn't really, you know, go over too well how the dad got, you know, ousted from being the manager of the band here. And, uh, oh, the sun rays, okay? I Live for the Sun. And basically, when he got shipped off from the band he, he's like all right well i'm just gonna find another band and so i guess this band the sun rays came together he manages them and they come out with this song i live for the sun and it sounds like beach boys light basically it sounds like the worst beach boy song yeah it's it, it's really bad and this song See, I have no interest in ever listening to that song ever again and he, so the guy he's like this song's gonna go to number one and I looked it up and it only like hit number 53 on the charts or some shit like it was not not number one not not very good 
Um, it's just yeah. funny that he came in there and was like, this stuff all sucks. This isn't going to be good. You guys suck now. This is going to be great. And it's just a fucking idiot. He doesn't see it. He doesn't see what Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys see to an extent. Um, I mean, the guy was just like looking for like a comeback against like yeah, man, he's jelly, he's jelly, you know, he's yeah. Um, get back to the present. They're on a date on a boat. Then it leads to is this a bedroom breakdown? I mean, it's pretty quick, not not a whole lot. Listen, I saw your notes. Yeah, and I I wanted this to be a bedroom breakdown. I did. It, Bad. Bad. Some would say. We don't get a lot in the scene. We don't. We get a shower makeout, which shower makeouts, pretty all right. Pretty okay. Okay. But unless you got a seat in your shower, <laughs> it ain't worth your time. <laughs> Do you think Brian Wilson had the seat in the shower, though? Hey, if they did, they would have showed it. You think they would have showed it? I don't know. I think John Cusack and Elizabeth Banks are like, eh, we don't need to show that Elizabeth, part. Elizabeth was Zach and remake a porno. What are you talking about? Never saw that one. Oh, really? It's really funny. I hear it's funny. I hear it's, it's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. So it wasn't Elizabeth Banks being against it. Okay. You think John Cusack would be against it then? He must have been. I don't think. Nah, I'm going to turn down the sex scene with Elizabeth Banks. Sorry. Maybe they just wanted it to be a little more tasteful. They're like, yeah, let's just stick to the Brian Wilson story. Keen is giving me a face right, right now. Like, what? <laughs> they I did, mean, they... however, I did read they cut out 20 minutes of this movie. And as you said at the beginning of the pod, it's already kind of long as is. It drags a little long, yeah. I mean, they get a little teased. She like loses her like the the bed sheet there. They get a, little, a full back, which is nice, but you know, yeah. And that's when he, Brian is freaking out that you see he's that. Blow, yeah, he's losing he's just his like, mind. Yeah, yeah, he's losing his mind. And again, just hammering home the point that Brian is going nuts. So, and she tells him like, "Hey, you can make your own decisions. You don't need this doctor dude around." Right. You know, which this is where that storyline really starts to build. Yeah, and goes on a little. It was always there, longer. but yeah, yeah, yeah. The slamming against the door. We'll get there. Yeah. Um. So then we move on to the pe- back to the past, back to the future. <laughs> no, back to the okay. past. Yeah. Roads. Great movie. We're back going. to the future. We don't need roads. Yes, exactly. Uh. And I guess they they came out with pet sounds, and pet sounds did not go over well with the public, apparently. But with the benefit of hindsight, as I said earlier, arguably one of the best albums of all time. Yeah. Um, one of the Beach Boys makes the comment, you know, Paul McCartney said, God Only Knows is the greatest song ever written. I might agree. Weird how he knew that. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Oh, weird how Paul McCartney knew that. <laughs> Paul McCartney might who know who yesterday. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I agree. He might be right. And uh, but yeah, it's back to the drawing board for the Beach Boys, and 
it gets to a scene where Brian is just sitting at his piano and he's got this riff for Good Vibrations. You ever hear of it? I might have heard it once or twice. I'm picking up good, good vibrations. She's picking up the expectations. This is another great song by the Beach Boys. Banger. This Absolutely. is an awesome song. Awesome song. Every time you hear it, it's awesome every single time. Yeah. Um, no one's ever like, uh, oh, man, I'm sure someone's, uh, the Beach Boys, it. click. I know, right? If you maybe are the, that person, maybe the boy that was that you. earlier today, they might be like that. But I like how they show in the recording session for this song the cello playing and how particular Brian was about. He was probably particular about a lot of things, but in this one scene, it was about the cello playing and that. You know what I'm talking about? And like the intensity that he wanted the cellos to be. And at one point, Mike Love goes, all right, they're playing it. They've been playing it the same for the last two hours. Um, But it just goes to show Brian Wilson's genius, I guess, that he's able to hear certain things that maybe other people aren't. Right. Nuances that other people aren't. He's like, look, I need perfection here, man. I need asses wiggling. <laughs> Feet <laughs> moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was a cool scene. Um, we don't need to talk about the... Pre- so the present day stuff, honestly, it keeps coming back. And then like the, the next present day scene, Paul Giamatti is yelling at him again. And again, they're really hammering him that he's being a complete asshole basically and is like controlling this guy's life and it yeah it's sad it it sucks it's like jesus christ dude you gotta you gotta get out of this somehow right come on Um, brah come on brah um and then it flashes back to the past again it gets to a recording session and you know Brian, during this time, during the past again, he must be going through something here, too. I mean, this whole movie is just showing that what a head case he is. Right. Um, because they're, they're all... Brian and all the studio musicians are standing in the studio, and one of the guys goes, What do you say, Brian? We've been here for over two hours. And Brian's like, uh, I don't know. We should We should quit. They weren't even recording anything. They were all just right. standing around. It's just interesting. Like, I mean, do any of the boys, I mean, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but do any of the other Beach Boys have a lot of writing credits for their songs? I think Mike I know, Love does. I know Mike, Mike Love does, right? Yeah. But like, other, I mean, I, I think Dennis Wilson has like one or two songs. Yeah. Brian but Wilson like, I mean, wrote the. He wrote all like of the. Like all hits. the shit. Yeah. He wrote all yeah. the stuff. So it's like. Hey, what's the what's the banger? Hey, man, uh, give me some time. Like, what? Uh, okay. They, <laughs> yeah, they, that's a good are, point. Are, like, what are uh, they going to do? What are they going to do? Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, okay, that's a good point. Um, yeah, man. Then we move along, and oh, we get to a scene where he's like outside, and he's just like laying there in towels. 
with his brothers. It seemed like he was detoxing. He was obviously on something, right? He was, uh, or that, or like you know, post mental breakdown. I mean, he was going maybe, shit. maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, um, sorry, I mean it, it was something because obviously the family was surrounding him. Yeah. Um, Keen, you texted me when you got to this part of the movie, and I do agree with you. The second half of the movie really starts to slow down. It's like, all right, let's wrap this thing up. I've seen it twice now. The scenes with Paul Dano and the flashback stuff is a lot better than the the present day stuff, I feel. Yeah. Even though the plot more centers around the present day stuff. Um, But anyway, we get to this scene in the past where the dad sells the rights to the Beach Boys songs. What a fucking idiot. Again, like, so we don't have any analysis, but like, was this just out of spite? Pro- probably. First of, okay. Like, you think he was offered a dollar menu, like a dollar sign? Was like, yup, that can buy me. Pro, yeah, yeah, maybe, man. I mean, that is, f- first of all, it's fucked up on a moral type level because you're selling right. your son's stuff. Secondly, you sold it for cheap. Seven fifty grand for the whole Beach Boys catalog. Yeah, zero, like, almost zero dollars. Yeah, I mean, so the I mean, it's a lot of. Do you think that this does this fall into the uh, free Britney? Oh, I feel like this whole movie is kind of about that same sort of thing, where the dad or in the present day of this movie with yeah. the doctor, with you the know? doctor. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, it's also, I mean, like, what do you do? I mean, keep in mind, how old was Brian Wilson? 21, 22? Oh, I, I don't know how, how old I he mean, was at this Brittany time. Britney Spears was in her 20s when she had those these hits out. Like, like what yeah, are you man. supposed to do with that kind of money? I'm, you go to someone you, you someone you trust, like your dad or a doctor, and you get fucking taken advantage of. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. I'm trying to look up what it... What, what age Brian Wilson was? Also, like, no matter what age you see, like how, like, what mentally age was he? Who, Brian Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't know, man. Like, what year was he born and what year did Pet Sounds come out? So, when he sold it for seven hundred thousand dollars in in real life, this is seven hundred thousand dollars. It was equivalent to four point nine four million dollars. Jesus, that's in two thousand twenty. So, like, that's a inflation rate. But okay, but it would have been worth a lot more than that, even. Over the years, the catalog would generate more than $100 million in publishing royalties, none of which Murray or the band members ever received. What? What? (laughs) Yeah. $100 million? By 1994, the catalog was estimated to be worth $40 million or $69.8 million in 2020. But he sold it for like about five million. What are you doing? Yeah. Dude? So that's what oh I'm trying. That's what gosh. I'm trying to say. That like, it was a bad deal. 
on a moral level and a bad deal on a financial level as well. It was just shitty. He he thought the Beach Boys peaked. That's what he says in this. He's like, oh, the Beach Boys, like, you guys are done. You're gonna you're gonna be forgotten. And it's like, no, actually, it's one of the best bands of all time that you just sold the rights to. You fucking idiot. I can't even believe that. It's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. $750,000? In the movie, they say seven fifty grand. On Wiki, it says seven hundred grand, which was like five million bucks in 2020. Which, again, five million bucks, that's a lot of money. It's not seventy. It's not seventy million bucks. It's not seventy million bucks. Yeah, but it's on the scoff at. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's just shitty. Like, hold hold on to hold on to your ego. Hold on to your songs. What are you doing, man? But I think you bring up a good point too. That like, uh, they between the and I think they kind of hammer this home a little bit at the end of the movie as well. That like. Brian Wilson always either had like this father figure or this doctor figure, like sort of controlling the at like aspects of his life, and it was just shitty in in a lot of regards. I mean, not to say that you know their dad didn't do anything good for him. Maybe they, right. maybe he did. Right. I mean, but it, I mean, know, they don't show it in this. They movie. don't show sure it in this helped, movie. No, helped get him a record deal. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, kids. yeah, yeah. And he was the manager of the band. Yeah, and it must have just came to a point where, like, they had to break it off. But right, but uh, yeah. So, uh, towards the end of this movie, though, as we've already stated, it gets a little long, kind of like our podcast. <laughs> Whatever, fuck it. I hope you're having fun listening. Um, we get back to the present, and Brian basically tells Melinda he wants to be with her. And see his family again. And, uh, you know what? She helps him out. That's the end of this movie. That's pretty much pretty how much it ends, it. yeah. I mean, you know, there's a montage where he's laying in bed again and seeing a bunch of people coming in and out. But Melinda helps him find a way out of the situation with the help of their of his maid, who I guess they're still friends with in real life. Still they say with at the, this this day, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Which, and they end the movie with Brian Wilson performing Love and Mercy, which is cool. Yeah, and um, not my favorite Beach Boys song. You said you didn't. Not by far. Not by far, but I think it's a song that he wrote for her, for Melinda. So, yeah. you know, it's fitting. And that's what this movie was kind of about, their relationship. So, it was fitting. Um, and there you have it. I mean, for the right, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing else really happens. They do a little like explaining at the end with some credits, which is nice. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was cool. Um, but yeah, overall, there it is. Love and mercy. What are you grading it, Keen? <laughs> um, it's hard to tell because I love the Beach Boys. Okay. I like Dano's parts a lot. John Cusack again. It, it's hard to, it's hard to take it. I'm gonna go. Uh, let's. Go, I'll, I'll do one for the crowd. I'll do C sharp. Okay. This is a Grammy Award movie too. 
right? Really? A Grammy award-winning movie? No, it no. Won some, no, it, it won some awards, right? Did it? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know. Maybe it did. It won a Gotham Independent Film Award for Best Actor. I don't know. Well, that's one award. That, that counts as a... <laughs> that counts. It counts. I don't think it won too many real... It was an... Okay. It was a Golden Globe nominee. There you go. There you go. All right. That, that's worth a That's fuck, pretty right? good. Yeah. 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 C sharp. I'm around there, too. I give it a B. I wouldn't say it's... I mean, if you absolutely love Brian Wilson, it's extremely rewatchable, but this is like a rainy day. You got nothing else going yeah. on. Like, it's like you got already got three inches of rain on the ground. You got fuck else to do. Yeah. I would, if you're it's, a fan of the Beach Boys, if you're a fan of the Beach Boys, definitely watch it, I would say. There's other Beach Boys movies out there. Maybe we'll cover some, like this Who one. Knows? What's that? Said, who knows? Who knows? Summer Dreams, the story of the Beach Boys. Like, there's made-for-TV movies Summer out there that I've definitely seen. Um, but yeah, overall, I give it a B. I think it was a little long. A bit long. I don't think it needed to be two hours. I don't think it needed to be two hours either. I like the Paul Dano stuff better as well. Yep. But I love the Beach is, Boys, is too. It's in that Paul head Dano a lot of this. not go back in time into a fucking time machine? Out of a goddamn hot tub? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, maybe Or is it because why. Paul Dano's not sitting outside your window with a fucking jukebox? Fucking jukebox? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... Are those the reasons why? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Either way, there you have it all. Love and mercy. I hope you good all enjoyed. Movie. Yeah, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. I don't know what we're doing next... I don't know when we're coming back next. Classic Ben Young answer. But in the meantime, I'll tell you what. But let us know your favorite Beach Boys song on our Instagram, which is what, Ben? I don't know. What is it? Music Movies Pod? It's at at Music Movies Pod. Yep, that's what it is. If you have any suggestions... Our Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. We got the Facebook website page. Email. MusicMoviesPod.com. That's us. Anything. Sure. Yeah. Tell us we suck. Fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? We know. Who cares? We know. (laughs) We know. We know. We know. You don't. You don't need to tell us, but you can if you want to. We'll give you that freedom. We'll probably have it on the podcast. Fuck it. Fuck it. God. I was going to say, on. we should probably set up a uh, a line for people to call in, have voicemails. Hey, you guys suck. You fucking suck. That's play us. it on the show. Yeah. Sure. Fuck it. I Who need a cares? phone line. I don't, I don't have one of those. Yeah, I don't have one of those either. Yeah, because it's 2021. Yeah, who cares? That's why. Who cares? Fuck you and your phone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Give us 10 days. We might be back. No, this is what I wanted to say. Oh, I think this was like our 40th episode. So there you go. Oh, We're really? chugging oh, along. The, We're chugging along. Shout out. Shout out to our moms out there. Shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this. 
Um, I do get compliments, which is fun. So thank you guys so much for oh, following us. Good. I don't um, get compliments, so. Oh, because you're a uh, homebody. I, I you don't just, leave the fucking house. <laughs> so, are you getting it. these compliments in uh, person? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. You're right. Though. I actually had one of my servers asked to be on the pod uh, the other week, and I said no. Why is that? Um, because I don't mix business with pleasure. Which one is this? <laughs> pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking. She's also a, a big old. Okay. All right. So see you guys. See you all next week. Thank you all. He's about to slander one of his people at work. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.